Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. This is your host, Michael Zuber. This is the show where we interview guests involved in the real estate business, from experts to newbies, wholesalers, flippers, buy and hold, apartments, commercial, notes, hard money, Airbnb, mobile homes. It doesn't matter. If you're involved in the business, we want to talk to you. This show relies on referrals and recommendations from our listeners. If you know someone we should talk to, please make a recommendation. As the author of One Rental at a Time, The Journey to Financial Freedom, I'm dedicated to helping you take your first or your next step on your real estate journey. But I need your help. We need to spread the message of One Rental at a Time Works. Please share this podcast, my YouTube channel, and of course, my book, all called One Rental at a Time. Thanks, and let's start the show. Hey, everyone. Thanks for watching. Uh, I'm going to have an exciting show for you today. Uh, I have someone who is doing big things in real estate, has uh, sort of seen the vision with buy and hold. It's got a huge, long track record. And as you'll see in the middle, we, we kind of share a same history of being, uh, being involved in the tech industry. So uh, I want to welcome Dean Rogers to the show from Home Helpers Group. How you doing, Dean? Hey, I'm doing great, Michael. How you doing, man? I'm doing very well. Just real quick, Dean, tell us uh, where you are, where you're at in the country, and kind of what you do uh, day in, day out in real estate, if you don't mind. Yeah. So uh, thanks for having me. Um, look forward to chatting with you and diving into some uh, some juicy details. So uh, so I'm sitting right now in my home office uh, that, that also serves as a guest room for, for any friends that visit and um, the, the joys of, you know, the, the modern entrepreneur. So, uh, so I live in San Diego, um, and again, I'm in my home office here, and I grew up in Visalia, California, and uh, so that's where, I, that's where I do business. Um, I'm in San Diego because uh, just out of college, uh, played in the NFL for a short bit, and um, once I got the taste of, you know, SoCal and, and the beaches, uh, it was everything we wanted, so we'll dive into the, the history in a little bit here, but can't get the wife out of San Diego, but businesses is, is headquartered by Celia. We do everything up, you know, between Fresno and Bakersfield and, uh, you know, other, other good deals, uh, elsewhere as well, but that's where our main business is. Very cool. Obviously I'm in Fresno as well. I've been there for now 17 years from since we all got that first property in the Mayfair. Um, what do you do? Are you mainly buy and hold, mainly flipping, wholesaling, you know, whatever it is? What do you do in that market? Yeah. So when, when I got started in real estate, um, again, we'll, we'll dive into the history. Uh, when I got started, I started in wholesaling because that was um, the information I was receiving. That was the best way to get started. And um, so I was doing that for about a year. Uh, I then found my partner, my business partner, uh, still to this day. Uh, he, he was long into the business for already 10 years and said, Hey, you want to flip some houses together? Uh, so started flipping houses, been doing that for, uh, I've been in the business now six years. So I was doing it for about, you know, three and a half, four years until I had that, that light bulb moment that said, dude, you know, flipping houses is a grind. <laughs> you can, you can get big fat paychecks. You can also lose money. I can tell you plenty of stories of, of messing up and learning, learning lessons. And, um, and I said, dude, I got to start buying rentals and that's going to be, you know, uh, cash flow month in month out. 
and you know a legacy I can leave on for my family allow me to have the freedom um, which you know is what you preach and what resonates so much with me so uh, I definitely adopt uh, what what you're what you're selling so um, and then we we've been flipping a lot of houses been doing close to 100 a year and then start of 2019 uh, we we said let's focus on rentals and wholesaling. We're we're really good at finding deals. It's always been just what we're the best at. Okay, it flips, not always great. Do do great sometimes, um, but we're great at finding deals. Wholesaling, we've been knocking it out of the park in 2019, and uh, and really picking up a lot more rentals too. So we're doing great. Well, I think you've, you've sort of stumbled on the magic. I mean, if I had two things to, to do, it would be wholesaling for that chunk money, right? You're in yep. and out of contract in days and then long-term holds, right? I think, I think flipping gets some attraction from HGTV and all these, you know, yeah. flipping shows. Everybody thinks they can do it. But there's the, the hold time and the risk factor, uh, especially into a changing market. Wow. I mean, that's... It's a lot riskier than people would think, correct? Oh, 100%. We saw at the end of 2018, uh, interest rates hiking up a little bit, the market getting a little tired and soft on the buyer side. Yeah. Um, you know, there was five or six tight margin deals that we were on paper making 10 to 15 because um, we were really trying to push the envelope, push the numbers. And those turned into $2,000, $5,000 losses. Yeah. And uh, it was like, ouch. You know, that added up to chunk money that, that uh, we would have liked to have in our pocket. No, and, and let's be clear. What you just talked about, I saw firsthand when the market rolled over in 08 and 09. But what people did different is they held on and, and just had this blind faith that it would return. So what was a yeah. 2K or a 5K loss became a 50K loss. And many of them just held on and lost them all to bankruptcy. So yeah. first off, congratulations swallowing that and just saying, okay, I'll take a 2K hit now, let the inventory go and fight a new day. Not, not everybody sees that. So congratulations. No. Yeah. Um, people get their ego caught up in it. And if you're, you're, you're looking at it from a business standpoint, it's like, Hey, you know what? You can make this up much more uh, by finding better deals and just focusing on finding better deals rather than just praying and hoping to, to make a, a dollar on one, you know? Yeah. Well, let's, let's knock out the, the one that is not in your doing right now, flipping. Why don't we tell some people some fun stories about flipping? You've already brought up one couple <laughs> of tight deals at the end of 18 uh, where you lost some money. It doesn't necessarily have yeah. to be a loss, but let's just scare some people into going, you know what? I don't want to be a flipper. Oh. Let's, you let's ready scare, to scare some people? Yes, please okay. do. Scare them. This is why you brought me on the show. Yes. I see now. Okay. <laughs> oh, man, do I have some stories. So I've got I've got four life events. I'm going to call them. Nice. Um, the first was when I got introduced unpleasantly to flipping. I'd uh, just done a, a, a pretty solid year. I think I maybe made, uh, it was around 50 grand my first year doing eight deals. You know, okay. a couple of them were a couple thousand. Some of them were, you know, six, seven, eight. Mm -hmm. um, so I was feeling, you know, hey, I'm doing all right. I'm getting started. And, mm -hmm. uh, Came up to my business partner. He said, hey, you're great at finding deals. Let's flip some houses together. I didn't have a lot of capital at times. So don't worry. You know, I, I can't mess up. Uh, I had done some wholesaling in Arizona, despite living at the time in San Francisco. He said, let's, let's go check out Arizona. So 
we, we buy six houses in the matter of a month and a half. And he says, let's pump the brakes. Let's make sure these turn out right. You know, that's, I was still pushing, pushing hard. But he said, let's pump the brakes. So we did. The net result of that was every horror story, bad contractors, the, the price uh, that we bought it at, we're using ARVs across the street, which were, you know, 30, 40, $50,000 higher. Um, we held them for two of those properties for a year plus. So the net of it was three, three, we lost money, three, we made money, not much. And the net loss was a hundred thousand dollars. That's my intro to flipping. Congratulations. Welcome to the party. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Super fun. Um, fortunately I'm, I'm not a quitter. Um, as persistent, uh, you know, and uh, thick headed as it gets. So I fought my way out of that in the year of 2014, 15, you know, getting more deals, doing flips with my partner in our local market and getting out of it, we're, we're fine. So that was pretty much my 14, 15 okay. years doing that. Uh, the next life event, I'm doing good. I'm making money. I'm on the rise. Um, and I'm in San Diego. Hey, I want to do some, some flips in San Diego. Okay. The market's hot here. Well, uh, there's some wolves and sheep clothing out, out there in the world of, of life. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be just real estate it can be everywhere. And there's, um, there's uh, American greed. I got, I got caught into like an American greed type story. There's a uh-huh. guy in San Diego that was in our circle of trust and people who was borrowing money, getting people involved in deals. The short story is like 20 plus people who have now filed lawsuits and millions of dollars. For me, I lost $187,000 by buying a piece of dirt that was supposed to be a new construction, supposed to make me you know, $100,000. The end of the story, a year later, I lost $187,000 because of the the pile of crap he left me and and served me on a plate so um that's the short story of it i could spend a lot of time did he end up in jail uh he might be dead right now he Ah, might be dead i don't know you don't know fair (laughs) enough that's so far two good stories i like it i look forward to the next two yeah yeah um so for for me i mean that was uh uh, it was a very big life lesson. Don't trust blindly. You know, you gotta, you gotta check, check the details. Don't be afraid to call someone and verify something. Um, you know, and, and uh, the biggest lesson for me, it was, um, you know, you gotta keep your circle of people that you trust pretty small. And, you know, if, if there's a bad apple out there, you, you gotta flush them out. You know, you don't have any time for that there's any red flags, just don't waste your time. There's plenty of other deals. Um, so hope some people have like, you know, they've, they've already exited out of the podcast. They're too scared to listen. Any <laughs> yeah, further. Exactly. Oh know, my God. I don't want to be a flipper. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it. Um, so yeah. Uh, the, the third is, um, same guy had two flips going with them. They, the end of the story is they made money, but he, when they closed and I knew they closed, I, I reached out, Hey, uh, you know, where's the P and L on this? Where, where's my profit? You know, Oh, we didn't make any money. Okay. Show me the statements. You know, yeah. couldn't show me any statements. Tell me, told me to go, uh, you know, kick rocks. 
basically. And, uh, just, just a terrible human being. Um, so unfortunate. And then the fourth I already shared, uh, you know, we're flying through 2018, yeah. 2017 was a total burner. Any mistakes you made got covered up with, uh, just the market appreciating 2018 through the summer, another hot market. Yeah. And then end at 18, pump the brakes, interest rates hike, buyers are soft, nowhere to be found. And, uh, and we took, you know, probably about $50,000 loss right there. Yeah. Um, a little swift kick in the nuts. So, um, I mean, that's, that's the reality. Most people aren't talking about it. They're flashed in their, you know, updated pictures on their rehabs and look at this new house I bought. Everything's great. But the people who are pushing the envelope and aren't, you know, being overly cautious, which you can and, and can be successful, but the people I know pushing the envelope, they have the same stories. Um, they're just not standing at the, the, you know, top of the roof, shouting it to everyone and, and yeah. sharing these. Well, again, um, when you're in a, what you call the hot market, I call a seller's market, same stuff. Uh, you can run a bad business and be really, really wealthy because the market mm -hmm. protects you. Uh, yeah. when, when market changes and, and shoot, we just had a hiccup, right? It didn't even have a cold yet. Got the sniffles. Buyers disappeared. Mm -hmm. Interest rates spiked a, a half or a point, which have now come, come down. But that's enough to, you know, take a profitable deal and, and make it negative. And again, what Absolutely. you did by flushing them, I can tell you right now, half the people that I'd be talking to would, we would still be holding them. And now it wouldn't be a $3,000 loss. It'd be a $30,000 loss. Because you, you, have, bet. you have three more months of carrying costs and insurance and yep. security and blah, 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 blah. So, I, got, I had the joke earlier that my son would come in while we're on this. That's like, okay. Uh, that news reporter. And it'd yeah. be, another, be another good story on the news. There you go. There you go. Well, I'm really proud of you sort of sharing that. Uh, again, flipping can be profitable. Um, you know, I think if you do one or two at a time, I think you could come out okay. But once you try to make it your main business, and you're building that inventory that you stagger out and all these jobs, the cost of capital, which is usually hard money or private money gets so high. You're, you're so at risk to market cycles, especially near the end of a long, you know, 10 year appreciation. It's dicey. Um, yeah. So, so let's Michael, talk. Some, some big takeaways from that just to share with, with Please. your audience. Um, you know, you don't need to do a deal just to do a deal. Amen. You, you said it before I've heard you say it. I listen to your podcast and you have said it. The numbers don't work. They don't work. Don't try to make them work. There's other deals out there and you will thank yourself for passing. Some, some of the best deals are the ones you don't do, yes. as they say. So I have learned that lesson and uh, we couldn't be more happy to be wholesaling and do the ones we feel super confident about. We'll yeah. do those. We can find great deals and let other people do great at them, you yeah. know? Um, and and also, you know, uh, you, you don't need to rush into deals. I mean, I, I could build on that. But the biggest point is you don't need to do a deal to do a deal. You just, you just don't. Absolutely. And, and the other one that just popped back into my head is a lot of people, they just, they have a mistake or a hiccup and they give up. I mean, ah. all of the success stories of the, the most successful and rich and famous and whatever, they've had so many failures. Mm -hmm. and the more failures you have in theory, the more successful you can be because you learn from them and it accelerates your growth. You know, we could go down a whole story about that, but uh, I've gotten, you know, beat the hell up. But if I wasn't 
persistent, I would have never got out of that hole because I wouldn't have been making more money to then overcome that. And there's, Uh, it would have been way worse. I totally agree. I've said it and I'm going to say it every chance I get. Real estate investing provides freedom, time and financial freedom for guys like us that want to make the investment, but it will test you for a decade because it wants to make sure you're up for the challenge. The very first property we ever bought, we did everything right. And then the couple got divorced and the guy became an alcoholic and destroyed my property. Nothing we could have done different. We checked every box, every reference check and credit check and this, that, and the other thing. And I promise you, most of the people that would have done that would have said, oh my God, I'm going to sell this thing, sell it at a loss. I don't want to be in Fresno anymore. I told you everybody out there is blah, blah, blah. And no, we just picked ourselves up, lost 20 grand on that you know, flip only picked up one check that the deposit he made when he moved in and then had to evict him six months later. It was painful, but you mm-hmm. know, I wouldn't be sitting here with this book behind me and talking to you if I didn't stick with it. So uh, exactly. Real estate tests you and you just keep moving forward. Pick, get yourself up off the ground and move forward. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So let's talk about the fun stuff now. So what do you want to talk about? Buy and hold or wholesaling first? <sighs> Let's talk about wholesaling because I'm excited about that. All right, let's do it. So you, you get into the game. Home, we're going we're gonna to talk more about that, I'm sure. I'm sure. So you get into wholesaling in 14. I think you said you did eight deals. Is that right? Yeah. So it, it was 13 I got into it. It's okay. been six years now. Um, and how that was born was, uh, and I guess we, we could kind of get into the history, sure. is, Go for it. you know, I was – I just got done playing in the NFL. Right. And I was trying to figure out what, what, what was I going to do now? And very quickly after, um, uh, an alumni from UC Davis, I went to UC, UC Davis, a uh, guy from the football team, mortgage company in, in San Francisco said, Hey, I'm looking to hire somebody basically hired me sight unseen. I'm moving to San Francisco, starting my, my career. Uh, a month into it, a college buddy played football with calls me up and said, Hey man, what are you doing? Um, dude, you got to check out this company that I'm working for right now. They're about to, you know, go public in a year. Um, tech company, uh, you know, big, big ERP software company. They're, they're going to be the next thing. Hmm. And so, you know, three months after my first job into the, you know, civilian life, um, I'm working for this tech company and it, it was perfect. I mean, it, it has set me up for success for, for the rest of my life and I'm forever grateful for that phone call. And, um, and it also helped me on my journey in real estate in me self-discovering that this wasn't, this wasn't just going to be it for me. This was going to allow me to achieve to where I wanted to get and be my platform but for me, it wasn't going to end just here, clock in, clock out. I, I wanted more. I wanted to drive hard. And I did that my first year at, at that, uh, that tech company, working my ass off, but I didn't see the re- rewards. I wasn't in a sales position, so I didn't see bonuses and et cetera. So I looked elsewhere. Um, I got online and got on Google and typed in, you know, how to get started in real estate because growing up, I thought I might be a real estate agent or do something in real estate, nothing really much more beyond that. And I fell, I fell, um, smack dab right on Sean Terry. Oh yeah. If you know Sean Terry, um, he's got the flip to freedom 
podcasts. He's got the flip to freedom wholesaling course. He's, he's connected with people all over the nation. And, um, 2013 in, in January, I discovered his podcast and I became obsessed, <laughs> like unhealthy, uh, obsession with listening to the podcast and dove into it right away. I didn't, I didn't wait. I, I had just blind faith and just fell forward and, um, was doing exactly what he was saying to do to the extent that he was saying, cause he's in Arizona using his market as an example. Oh, I'm buying here, wholesaling there. Um, started bidding on properties there, you know, at the HUD home store, uh, FHA foreclosed homes just right online and was, was getting these deals and wholesaling them. And, um, and so I did my first deal after just three months of discovering Sean Terry's stuff. And I was just so obsessed, dove into it, did my first deal, made six grand on the first one by co-wholesaling with Sean Terry. Didn't oh. have a buyer. I even reached out to his acquisitions manager and put it all together. So nice. Um, so that's how I got started. And then, um, you know, it just took off from there. I just kept kept diving in there, used, uh, used, you know, my tech job, uh, which, you know, passion, um, in that business as well, but it allowed me to make those mistakes and kill, still drive forward yeah. and, and, you know, push the envelope. And so, um, you know, to this day now we've, we've grown the business wholesaling, I guess the transition back into that specifically, um, you know, I just love it personally because I love, the the hunt and the chase of the deal. I love negotiating. I love speaking with the seller and finding out how I can personally help them and impact them um, and and make a difference in what they're they're trying to ultimately achieve. And then um, you know getting that deal together when you put it together just I just get pumped up. I don't get excited when I sell the deal. Ah. When I close on a wholesale and and actually make the money when I close on a flip, I'm not as excited as when I actually ink a contract. That's the most exciting part for me. Cause I, I got there, yeah, I, you know, it, able to make it happen. And again, right. you th this is a nugget for everyone. The money is made. We hear it all the time, but you just heard it again. The money's made the day you buy it, right? Everything yeah. else after you buy it, that's just all transactional and operational and maybe plus or minus this or that. But the end result is like, well, I, I planned for that. Right. Okay, great. Put it in the bank yeah. account, move on to the next one. Right. It's absolutely exactly. the hunt, the creative nature. Um, you know, how you really, how you can solve problems for people that may, maybe, right. think, you know, some people we talk to or you talk to don't, don't have much hope. Right. They think they're just stuck. So you, you get right. to solve some pretty, you, I, you get to help people out, which is pretty awesome. Right. So I get to stay more focused on that now, Michael, rather than dealing with all the headaches of flipping houses. Absolutely. I'm hyper focused on dealing directly with, you know, homeowners and agents and wholesalers and all the different ways that you can find properties, yeah. you know, driving for dollars. Um, I'm now solving problems yeah. and, you know, being creative too. One of the, one of the, you know, ways that you can set yourself apart is just educating how you can be creative and structuring a deal that yeah. makes sense for everybody. Well, let me just take this moment to document what I'm looking for. So if you want to wholesale me any more properties in the Fresno area, <laughs> I like to buy things that most people don't like. So I like really small houses, seriously, like one bedroom, one bath, 600 square feet okay. or less. Uh, most people don't like those, but they make great long-term rentals for older folks. 
Um, and then I really like owner finance deals. Like if there's somebody looking to punch out, we, I told you before we hit the record button, I just closed on 15 units last Friday that were all owner finance deals, right? Um, we, you know, the owner gets, you know, a, a payment every month and they don't have to tell the IRS or at least they don't have to take that whole gain right away. So lots of ways to do that. So, uh, I don't necessarily need the three, two, two that everybody's looking for because I'm a right. buy and hold rail guy. So I like the oddball stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. And th those are good perspectives. Um, I think most people are just, they got goo goo eyes over the three twos and they don't realize yeah. what actually makes money. And I think you had some killer points there, but the long-term older tenants, yeah. I mean, those, they're not making a mess. They're, no. they're going to be there for the long term. They're not asking for repairs. If all my uh, units were one bedroom, one bath homes, I'd be a very happy man. Yeah. <laughs> it's the big three twos, four twos, you know, lots of kids running around. It, uh, you know, that's all, that's all wear and tear on your properties. So, uh, yeah. So go ahead and do a mailer to everybody who owns a 600 square foot home or smaller and let's see how many you can get me. Okay. Uh, that's <laughs> a challenge I, I accept. I, I, I knew you would. Well, let's talk about your buy and hold now because that's obviously near and dear to my heart. So you flipped the script this year and you realized this, there's a question. Hold on. If you had to go back and take every fourth transaction you wholesaled or flipped and you kept them, how good would yeah. your life be right now? Uh, well, given the, the, the history I just gave you, I needed those. To get out of the <laughs> That's hole true. That I dug. Right. So, um, fair enough. No, but, but no, there's no doubt that there's properties that we easily could have held on to that were just no brainers. You're buying houses that are worth, you know, 150, 160 that you're buying for 60, 70. Yeah. Um, you need to hold on to those, you know, but it's not often you find something like that. So, um, but in 2018, the light bulb went off right at the beginning of 2018. Um, you know, it's, it's folks like you and others online that were, you know, kind of, uh, sending the message out. You can keep doing this forever, but when are you going to stop? If you stop working, stop the machine, yeah. you know, where's the money coming from? Well, it's going to be from your passive income. And so, uh, light bulb went off, started buying, uh, we already had some flips that we, you know, flipped the script on okay. and, uh, decided to keep as, as rentals. They penciled out. Nice. Um, so I think there was about five right off the bat in 2018. Um, and then it was just like, you know, one a month or two a month. Um, I took some notes down here. So, um, right now as, as today stands, we have, we have 17 rentals. Nice since 2018 that me and my partner owned together. He, he himself was already in it. Yeah. Um, still, still will buy some on his own outside mm -hmm. uh, through some other partnerships, but he's got, he's got like, you know, almost a hundred units himself. Okay. Um, and so we have, we have 17 properties, which equate to 34 doors. Okay. Yeah. And then we have, uh, we have eight properties in escrow that we're closing on Friday. Today's Wednesday. So two days we'll close on those. Those will all be rentals. And so we'll have, we'll have 42 doors after that. So still the whole, are, are all the rentals the same kind of big swath or are they all in Bakersfield or Valsalia or Fresno or, cause that's a pretty spread out for people that don't know. Yeah, that is, that is a pretty good distance. I mean, it's, it could be two hours from Fresno to Bakersfield, you know? Yeah, it could be. Um, 
So the, the overwhelming majority of ours are going to be surrounding Visalia. That's, okay. that's our headquarters. That's sure. our hometown. Um, so we've got a number that are there. We've got some in the other smaller towns that make up kind of Tulare Kings County. Yep. I know, so, you know, we've got some in Exeter, got some in Hanford, okay. um, awesome. got some in Tulare. Yeah. All right. Well, very cool. So, um, and again, the flip the script, do you remember what it was that said, God damn it, I'm, I got to stop having another job? I mean, do you remember what it was at the beginning of 18? Yeah, it was replacing income. Um, okay. it, was, it was wanting to have that steady flow of income that every month I knew that money was coming in. Yeah. And I could wake up knowing that's taken care of. Anything else I do is extra. Exactly. And 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 really what the driver was is I'm 31 now. Um, the driver was, I, I want to retire at 35 and, and not necessarily mean stop working because I'm going to work my ass off yeah. for a long time, yeah. but have the choice to. Like yeah. I, I have the ability to say, you know what? Hey, this year I'm taking off or yeah. this three I'm going to go to Phuket for a year or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So having the choice and the freedom to make the decisions is something that went off in my head. And, you know, I'm not going to get there by just continuing to clock in and clock out. I need to do something different that brings in that passive income. So that's what it was. Yeah. And, and again, people watching this wholesaling, flipping, yes, you can make lots of money. It's obviously better in a seller's market than maybe the changing one we're going into. Needless to say, you can do it, but it is nothing more than a job that you are handcuffed to. You can call yourself the CEO if you would like, but it's still a job. You're also the janitor, right? You're also the bookkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> You're also everything else. Yeah. Um, don't get enamored with that. The true life-changing wealth comes from owning assets that other people pay for, which is in this case, your tenants. Right. So um, anything else you want to talk about your history? We sort of highlighted. I guess I have to ask, you played, you got a cup of coffee in the NFL. What were you, a safety, a tackle? What were you? Yeah, so I played tight end in college. Okay. And then part of my story why I exited the NFL was I went from playing tight end to then fullback for ah. the Chargers. Okay. And for me, I mean, I played great. Uh, North Turner would tell me, oh, you're going to have a long career. Uh, felt great, was playing great. Everything from the neck down felt great. Ah. Better than I had in my whole life. Um, the treatment, uh, the facilities, nutrition, everything was, was, you know, On first point. class, Yeah. but the head, the neck up, uh, I'm bang, I'm bashing heads every play at fullback. Yeah. And, and they, they used me in an athletic way where I wasn't just a battering ram, but there was plenty of battering ram going on to where, you know, now I'm going back after practice, icing, you know, the back of my head. That was the moment I was thinking to myself, you know what? I'm probably going to die if I keep doing this at an early age. And, you know, Junior Seau, he, yeah. he was there. Uh, he had just retired. He was at practice giving us speeches. And, and later that year, he killed himself. Um, you know, I just, I just saw that it was everything that I wanted, for, but just this little piece, which was concussions. Yeah. And that, that – you know, unfortunately, I was starting to be susceptible to sure. and, and feel the effects. I just said, you know what, um, I could have a, a, a good, decent career, make some good money and, and do what I'm passionate and love. 
um, and have wanted to do my whole life, but there's a whole lot of life to live. Good for um, you. I'm sure that was a uh, difficult decision, but you know, I I can say it right. Who, who am I? Right. It was the right decision, right? You're, 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 you know, 60, 70 years you have and, and you need your, your mental capabilities as sharp as possible. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad 100%. you did it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I mean the first three, four um, years out of it, I could still feel the effects and sure. years after that I've felt improvement. I mean um, my memory was starting to suffer a little bit. My body didn't quite feel a hundred percent. It was kind of a scary deal to it woke me up and said, you know what? Uh, there, there's, there's a better decision here. So good for you. That's what I chose. All right. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about some better things. Um, where are you taking this bad boy? Cause I love what you're doing now. Wholesaling, which kind of feeds the bill, feeds the machine, keeps it going. Uh, you know, you're talking weeks for deals between signing and, and closing. So you don't really have market, uh, issues too much. Um, and then you have buy and hold kind of the perfect match. Where are you taking this thing in three to five years? Where does home helpers group go? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you hit the nail on the head wholesaling. What I love so much about it. It's a, it's a short time frame. Uh, you eliminate a lot of the risk. Um, your risk in theory is your time and money spent on, mm-hmm. you know, finding and locating these properties. Um, and so, uh, it's a completely different business model than flipping. You have to have completely different setup, skill sets. Mm-hmm. It's a different animal. Um, we happen to be good at it. So I'm really feeling good about it and enjoying it. going to just continue to pour into that and refine and tweak things and figure out how to be efficient there. So I'm um, going to continue to, to drive that up uh, and, and do great there. And then the buy and hold is just going to ramp that up as, as fast as possible and just pour, pour the fire, fire on it um, or the fuel on it. Um, as many deals that make sense, we're going to buy. There you go. Right. Um, Instead of using all the relationships and private uh, money lenders and hard money lenders we've been using for flips, we're transitioning that and using them for more buy and holds. So we'll buy the property uh, with our private lenders. We'll, we'll close on it. We'll start the renovation, um, rent it out, and refinance it. Yep. And Perfect. now that, you know, short-term loan, private lender, they're, they're out, their money is accessible and rinse mm-hmm. and repeat. Right. You got it. So, uh, same type of model is flipping, but now we're, we're keeping and holding and owning the property and, uh, just adding that passive income to our portfolio. That's awesome. So on the wholesaling side, are you cold calling mailers, door knocking bird dogs? What, what is your, or everything, nothing. What are you doing? Yeah. We're doing everything, honestly. Yeah. Um, uh, in 2000, end of 2016 through middle of 2018, direct mail was undoubtedly our best and sure. biggest spend and return. Um, we dialed that back way back because uh, later half of 2018, it could be because people were flooding the market with direct mail. Absolutely. Or as somebody who owns a lot of buy and hold, yes. I, I remember yes. getting 50 mailers a day for like a week. Some, some, somebody yeah. came through with a you know, guru show. It's like, go, yes. go, go mail every out-of-tone owner. And pretty soon I'm getting 50 
postcards from the same person. I'm like, you clearly didn't deduplicate your list, idiot. Exactly. So that's what we're up against. Um, I saw the writing on the wall. We keep all of our our KPIs in there. Could see the writing on the wall like, oh, it's starting to diminish. The returns aren't there. So I dialed it back and retweaked it. We still do direct mail. We still get deals from it. But it's not where we're, you know, pouring, um, you know, our money into. Uh, So we're getting our deals from every every which way, Um, you know, wholesalers, agents, um, cold calling, um, you know, um, drive for dollars. You keep saying we, is it just you and your partner? Do you have uh, employees, 1099 salespeople? Yeah, we didn't, we didn't get into that. That's true. So, so it's me and my partner. Yep. And then in 2000, I think it was end of 2017, beginning of 2018, we decided to bring in an office manager. Uh, okay. So we brought in an office manager. Um, and then we have an acquisitions manager that we brought in not there long after. And then ever since the beginning, my partner has had, cause he's a real estate agent and would represent us on the flips. He has a transaction coordinator that, that he pays directly. So so we've got a, a team of four, basically. Um, in 2018, we also had hired a project manager because we were just, you know, burning and churning through these rehabs. Once we scaled it back, um, we we no longer have the project manager because we don't have projects, right? Yeah. So, um, so that's that's our team, and um, we're we're continuing to you know tweak things, and uh, and we've just got a lot of leads coming in and um we're trying every which way that you can and and you gotta i think one message for people is that there is no one just perfect way you know everyone wants to know where do i put my 500 bucks where do i put my thousand bucks when i started with sean terry he was bidding online on these houses and it took it required a thousand dollar deposit so i was putting my money there Uh, once i made money I put a little bit towards some direct marketing, direct mail marketing, um, did some bandit signs and, and you just got to slowly but surely get into it and, and see some results in one marketing channel and then grow it to the next. That was Sean Terry's advice is maximize that one lead channel, be good at it, perfect it, and then move on to the next once you have money coming in. That's awesome. Well, uh, do you have any goals for your, your company in 19? Is it, is it, do another hundred wholesale deals this year? Or, or do you think, do you think in years in quarters or months, how do you kind of pl- plan that out? So we look in years. Okay. Um, one of the, one of the biggest things that we did that made a, a huge impact was in 2018, we put in place. Sounds very simple. And from a corporate background, you know, this, I know this, but you got to apply it. Uh, having a regular cadence of certain types of meetings yes. are very impactful and tracking and measuring things. So um, in 2018, we put that in place. We have, you know, a weekly meeting to go through all of our projects. And all of a sudden we were much more in cadence, understood, you know, what we need to do and and how. Um, So we did that. And then also uh, we have an acquisitions meeting every week now too. So we're dialed in on our leads, we're focused there. Um, and, uh, And surrounding all of that, for the first time, 2019, we put a business plan together and shared it with everybody. Not that there's, you know, a ton of employees, but we shared it with the the greater crowd and said, here's our goals. And every week we review it. How are we doing against these goals? You know? Um, So we want to do X 
We want to do 65 wholesales okay. at a minimum. Yep. Okay. And we want to do three rentals uh, a month. So whatever that equates to. It's 101. 36, right? Yeah, 36 um, and 65. So 101 transactions. Exactly. So there you go. You. So we want to do six, 65 wholesales, three, three, um, 36, three, three rentals a month. Okay. And, uh, and we're tracking on that right now. I think we're shy on a, a wholesale or two, but you know, our pipeline shows that we'll be fine. So, um, so we're tracking on it. Uh, we're feeling good about it and, uh, you know, we're, we're excited for the future and just, you know, keep improving uh, as we go along. Oh, very, very good, Dean. This has been a lot of fun for me as I knew it would be. Uh, I always turn over the, the show at the end of the guest. Uh, how would you like people to get a hold of you if they want to contact you, find you, know more about Home Helpers Group? Anything you want, the floor is yours. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, man. So, uh, so Dean Rogers of Home Helpers Group, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, you know, you can reach me directly at my email, dean at homehelpersgroup.com. Uh, you can tr text me directly, goes right to my cell phone, you know, 559-471-3333, who I'm looking to connect with. If you're a private lender, you're looking to put some money to work, you know, we give great returns and, uh, and we've got amazing long relationships with, with all of our private lenders. So happy to talk to you about that. Um, wholesalers that are just getting started, that are experienced, whatever. Again, we're still buying flips. Uh, and doing deals. So that's how we're doing deals now. We're getting deals from wholesalers, um, putting those together. So we always want to talk with wholesalers. And I always uh, open myself up to uh, not just getting a deal from you, but helping you, teaching you like, what is a good deal? How do you do comps? You know, all the stuff you really want someone to sit beside you when you're starting and tell you, how do I really do this? Like, I don't, I just don't get it. Like I didn't when I first started. Um, you know, I'm happy to share that because we can, we can both benefit and grow together through that, um, and build a relationship. Um, you know, if you're an agent, we love working with agents, uh, happy to, to put deals together. Um, you know, that, that's pretty much that's the, great. the main audience. That's great, Dean. And again, thank you for, uh, thank you for doing this. You've been so much fun. I, I look forward to watching your success and, and seeing, uh, seeing where the future holds for you. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. Thanks for what you do. Um, love your podcast. So much good information for people. Got to take advantage of it. Your book is awesome. I mean, the message for people, it literally is just one at a time. And it's you it. can build upon that. You got to get started, though. You got to get started. Yeah, zero to one is tough, but we can help. Yes. <laughs> Very Absolutely. cool. Man.